Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks for joining us today here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. Myself, my name is Chris Swan. Here's how you reach out to the show, 419-794-3030. That's the phone number, 419-794-3030. Always online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, how much cash should you have in retirement time? Is your financial advisor helping you prevent costly mistakes and the simple step to make sure your portfolio isn't bogged down in fees? All this and more. But first, America's Retirement Headquarters, proud to be here in Maumee, but also uh, a lot of different offices, including Ann Arbor. And we do have some people from the Ann Arbor office coming to visit today. So we're, uh, we've got Nolan Baker, Bill Hurley, and Dan Raglan all joining us this week. So guys, welcome to the show. How are we doing today? We're doing great. Yeah, thanks for being here. It's another uh, fun week. I was just up in Michigan recently with uh, my son. We were playing a little bit of hockey up uh, north, so it's good to be up your way. And I know we were at your uh, office recently. My oldest son has been home uh, last week for a little bit of fall break at college. So it's it's interesting because he's come home and he's adapted back to sleeping in and just getting some peace and quiet. Uh, he lives in the chapter house, and I, I hear they don't get as much uh, peace and quiet down there as he does coming back home. So it's nice to have uh, all the kids back under the roof for a couple of days. Uh, how about you guys? No place like home. That is. Say. <laughs> I mean, the weather's been great here recently. Of course, we're up in the Ann Arbor area, and, uh, you know, it's football season, so you get a lot of that. And so a lot of what we do, we kind of actually tiptoe around the big crowds coming into town. But it's always exciting. You know, lots of people, great restaurants, things like that. It's been good. It's been a good season. Great time of year, unless you're a Lions fan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> as, a, as someone who was born in L.A. and adopted the Raiders uh, by default, I, I know those woes all too well. But it is very much, you know, football season. There's a lot to, to be looking forward to to enjoy that, unless you're a fan of one of those teams. But also, end of the year, there's a lot of moves that can be made, things to get people ready, not just for the coming year or the previous year in taxes, but also planning just the retirement, the next 20, 30 years. And one of the things that we talk about very often here on the show is the need to have that emotional detachment, which is easier said than done. A lot of listeners want to know, how do I stop investing emotionally? I mean, there's so many opinions about the economy and the stock market. For example, on the same day I saw all of these, a so-called expert saying the market's going to go down another 20%. Another one said a 40% drop. Another one said, uh, for what's coming, we're going to need a prayer. So not really that optimistic. But then there's market strategist Brian Belsky, and he told Fox Business that everyone should calm down because, well, he thinks we're almost out of the woods. Do not talk about 2008. This is not 2008. There's nowhere near 2008. We think this is a garden variety type of correction that is, to some degrees, unprecedented with respect to what we're coming out of. But I do believe 2022 is the reset, and 2023, 2024 is going to be more of this return to normalization. So it's covering the, the bases there, I think, talking about you know, the sky's falling or it's really not going to be that bad or we're almost out of it. Guys, what are your thoughts on this? 
I think that's a great question. In fact, uh, for those of you that are listening, you'll remember we just recently had our economic summit that was held over at the Hilton Garden Inns in Perryburg. And that's the common question that people came out to ask. And, you know, with over 100 people that came out to that event, it's one of our most popular events. So for those of you that are watching or listening to the show and you haven't weren't able to come out to that event, uh, we do have it up on our YouTube channel. So just, again, go over to YouTube, type in America's Retirement Headquarters. Uh, we've got some great commentary from our friends over at First Trust Portfolios from Chicago, giving you some market outlook. We're talking about, you know, the biggest threats and opportunities right now in the marketplace. But if I summarize it all down, uh, what I would say, Chris, is that uh, the market doesn't really care what our opinion is. Uh, <laughs> I would agree with what you talked about. Uh, it's very common that I'll get up in the morning, I'll take a look at the futures market to kind of get an idea that says how the market's going to go. If I read an article, it could be today's the greatest day to invest. And, you know, by the time I get done with lunch and come back, it's the worst day ever to be invested into the market. You know, so short term, what investors need to realize is that, you know, emotions can be costly. And I think it's important, wouldn't you guys agree to understand that emotions are a normal part when it comes to investing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when you're talking to people about emotions, you know, one of the things that I would tell people to do is I would tell people to look at where you're at in the emotional roller coaster of investing. In fact, you know, they've kind of put together a chart that explains us in depth on the emotional roller coaster chart. And I asked this of the audience uh, that was with us last week. And the question that we asked last week is, where do you think the stock market's going to be in a year from now? Now, granted, that's an unscientific poll, right? I was just asking the 100 people that were in the audience. What was surprising is roughly about 70% of the people in the room were still optimistic about where the market was going to be in a year from now, feeling that the market was most likely going to be higher in a year from now. Now, some of you listening today, I mean, you might be in a situation where you're kind of in denial as far as what's happened in the market uh, so far in 2022. Uh, maybe you're a little anxious about what's happening. Um, I don't know that a lot of people are in a panic situation yet, but that is one of the first steps, I think, is to realize where you're at in that emotional roller coaster ride and know where some of the most painful points are when it comes to investing. So as an example, if you're feeling like you're in a panic, that could be selling out one of the worst things to do. I don't know if you guys have any examples or if you can think about it, but if you think about the last time you made an emotional decision, uh, you know, what were the results or how did that work out? Doesn't usually work out well. Yeah, I don't, uh, I try not to play that game. Nolan, I, uh, I've learned a long time ago, emotions just don't seem to work. Uh, everything I try to do, I try to have a plan. Obviously that's it. Life doesn't, come at you that way, but I try not to get my emotions mixed. I have to take a step back and take a deep breath and then try to take a, a, a more controlled viewpoint of whatever the situation is and go from there. From, you know, somebody who served in the military, Dan, you know, I know in, in the military when I served, if I made a decision just based upon panic, it could result in a deadly situation happening. Yes, absolutely. And I think about, you know, my kids growing up in the Boy Scouts of America, you know, we taught them the motto of be prepared, mm -hmm. uh, whether that's emergency preparedness or the things that happen. And, you know, making those emotional decisions can actually uh, result in more problem. When you think about uh, somebody drowning in a pool is, you know, sad and scary as that situation is. Uh, do you know what the first rule is when somebody's drowning in a pool? Is that throw 
row go. Now, I like it. So you remember some of those. But the number one thing is don't be victim number two. So again, by jumping in in a panic situation can actually cause more harm than good. That same is true when it comes to making those financial decisions. Uh, at the same time, I would say sometimes your gut can be right. But more often than not, making just a simple emotional decision uh, can be painful. When we're looking at the market, the next thing that I would encourage you to do is take a look at where we're at in when you're going to need the money. So if you don't need the money for five or 10 years uh, versus somebody who needs the money right now, uh, that can mean that more time you have on your side, the more likely you're going to be successful when it comes to investing. So for those of you that are young and contributing to your 401k, keep contributing to your 401k, keep buying more and more shares while the market prices are low because you're accumulating more shares. The next thing is, is you want to develop a defined process for when you buy and when you sell. Dan, I think one of the things that the military taught us is discipline, right? We right. did get a lot of discipline. And Bill, I would say the same as life experiences teach you that you have to be disciplined in your approach. So when you're looking at how to be successful and stop making emotional decisions in the market, rerun and run the fire safety drill. So think about when the markets go down, if we think about the basics of investing, you buy low, sell high. As the markets are going down, knowing that over time the markets are likely to recover, you want to develop a process that's encouraging you to buy low the same would be true as as the markets recover, developing a process to help you uh, sell high as the market gets higher. But uh, guys, any other tips that you would say your experience or stories with clients on emotional investing? I like what you had to say, uh, Nolan. I, uh, you know, the only other thing you can do is maybe consult your crystal ball. <laughs> I don't happen to have one, but you know, uh, if you don't have one, then uh, like you say, you got to be disciplined. Just like you said, you you have to be disciplined. And, and take a good look at things, take a step back, and then uh, move forward with, with some steps that are calculated to help you get where you wanna go. And we try to make sure that we bucket investments when things are well. <clears throat> make sure you have your short-term, your medium-range, long-term money. You want clients to understand which bucket is which so that they know in situations like this, if you've gotta take money out of your investments, we need to have money that isn't tied to the market and have an emergency plan. Uh, one of the things we always talk about in our business is having funds set aside so that you can weather that storm for a period of time. Prepare when things are good and you don't have to panic when things are bad. Yeah, if you're worried about the market today, in conclusion, if you look at this, we can bring it all together with our unique approach. It's called the Independent Income System. Uh, you can get more information, again, on our website, America's Retirement Headquarters, on how to avoid today's threats and capture the opportunities in today's marketplace. So all great questions and all great ways to help you avoid being an emotional investor. It's human to have emotions, right? We are an emotional species, but when it comes to your retirement having those decisions be made uh, under duress, you know, with emotion, as we pointed out a second ago, could be, you know, pretty costly in the long run. The saying goes, hope for the best, plan for the worst. So many of the people that you talked about, Nolan, said that they think the markets are going to do well. You know, they're going to be up next year. And yeah, that would be great. But what if it's not? What if you're planning on retiring in the next year or two? What is that going to do? What is that hope going to do for you? Not a great investment strategy. A better thing to have in place is an actual plan to help you with that discipline. America's Retirement Headquarters, the entire team, they can help you with that to get started Give a call, 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030. Or go online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Now, in a down market, it might be tempting for retirees to hold on to more cash. But how much is too much? 
Vanguard's Maria Bruno tells Morningstar. Cash can play a role, but think about it more in terms of spending. Whether it's near-term spending, it might be okay to have a little bit of a buffer up to a year, 18 months in cash. But anything more than that, you really need to understand that there's an opportunity cost to not being invested in the market. And that will manifest itself over time because the portfolio is not able to keep up with inflation. So she says a year to 18 months. Guys, is that much in cash a sufficient buffer for retirees or should they maybe set aside more than that? Well, I, I would say there's certainly risk in what's considered riskless investment in this example, like cash. So, you know, when you look at uh, almost double digit inflation numbers, and you look at the fact that, you know, most savings accounts are fully taxable, you know, that's like losing money safely. You know, at the same point, you know, we have developed this process, our unique approach called the independent income system, where we have different buckets of money that are designed to accomplish different things. You know, there's certain buckets of money where it kind of makes sense on having, you know, different time frames. Um, I'd ask you guys first, you know, what is your thought process when it comes to, you know, how much money somebody should have set aside in cash? What would you guys say to that? 18 months in cash seems to me a little excessive. Typically, we look at between three and six months, uh, three months if uh, maybe there's some sort of family event, somebody's going through a hard time, there's been an injury, uh, six months, person's lost the job, they're relocating. Uh, 18 months, it's an awful lot of money sitting around. Maybe you could look at doing something different with uh, part of that money. Keep it liquid, but you want to earn some interest on it because if the money's just sitting there, it's losing purchasing power, especially with the rate of inflation. Yeah, you know, it's kind of surprising. I think if you look at the most families that are out there today, you know, we think about people that live paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, unfortunately, the market and the economy for, you know, a long time has done pretty well. Of course, we've had a couple of incidents with COVID. And this year, you know, the market's been a little bit shaky. But overall, you know, when you live paycheck to paycheck and the, the first time you lose your job or something unexpected happens, it can get you into big trouble. Uh, Dan, what's your thoughts? You know, how much cash should a family have on hand? Well, I would say uh, between three and six months at the absolute most, uh, uh, Nolan. I mean, like like Bill pointed out, I mean, if you get over too far to the wrong side of that, you're, you're losing investment power, you're losing money, really, essentially. I mean, I've got friends that had situations come up where their kids uh, graduated during COVID. They couldn't find jobs. Now they've found jobs, but they can't seem to figure out which job to keep. But they're at home. The bottom line is they're at home, so that was an unexpected expense that creeped in on them. Uh, and they've been able to weather the storm because they did have that emergency fund set aside, if you will. But over uh, investing that fund could be a, a problem as well. But it looks like they've, uh, they've, they've managed. They had a plan. They consulted their plan, and things have worked out so far. Yeah, it really, when you kind of put it all together, it depends upon where you're at in life and, you know, where you're at in your lifestyle. I know as people get older and closer to retirement time, the point where they need that money, you know, bulking up and having more money set aside to cover, you know, our current income bucket of money. You know, you want to be thinking about things of the next one to five years and how money is going to be played out. But as you talk about, it, it's kind of like lazy assets, right? It's lazy assets within your portfolio. The good news is, is because of the changes that the Federal Reserve has made this year with raising interest rates, 
there's so many great ideas to take a look at. If you think about retirement, if you're not going to get up and go to work every day, your money has to get up and go to work every day. So when you look at your financial assets, if you're looking for things that maybe doesn't put your money at risk, but isn't as lazy as cash, you know, checking savings account, here's a couple of good pointers for you. First of all, U.S. government I-bonds. If you haven't taken a look at U.S. government I-bonds yet, uh, you really need to take a look at those type of returns. Uh, great direct from the United States government, almost double-digit type returns. The next thing is money market rates. I've seen money market rates dramatically increase this year. And as of the date of recording, some money market accounts are as high as greater than 3%. The last thing is, is fixed index annuities or just fixed annuities. Those rates have gone up. So things like traditional bank CDs, fixed annuities. If you have money that's not working hard for you, you know, money that's in that zero to 2% range, there can be some other great things to make your money work a little bit harder for you uh, to get all the money working in the right direction. It's all about, as you know, uh, Ms. Bruno talked about and the, the guys talked about, you know, making sure that you have money set aside for those emergencies, but it's not being eaten up by loss opportunity costs. Being able to explore all the different options out there is really the best way to create a comprehensive retirement strategy. And that is what you get with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. Go online, take a quick search for the independent income system. It's actually right there on the website as well, americasretirementheadquarters.com, right there on the front page. And while you're there, you can go and schedule a time to speak with them. Once again, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Or if you prefer to call, feel free to do so, 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030. Now, does having a financial advisor make a difference in investor confidence? A new report done back in uh, April and May of this year found that less than a quarter of them had a financial plan or advisor. About three in five worry monthly, weekly, even daily about their finances. And just over 40% believe they may run out of money. But... Uh, if you have a financial advisor, the survey found that more than 70% were confident they wouldn't run out of money, and three and four who had an annuity believed their money would, in fact, last their lifetime. So, guys, what do you think? Would you say that one of the greatest benefits financial planning offers is confidence in a person's financial future? I think if you look at the stats, I mean, the numbers kind of speak for themselves. Obviously, as financial professionals, we're biased and think that it's a great idea to work with a professional when planning out your financial future, but it does take a lot of confidence. To me, I don't know about you guys, but to me, I think one of the biggest values a financial professional can have is going back to what we were talking about earlier, is helping avoid an investor making that emotional decision. You know, I think, you know, when times are easy and the market's going up, you know, those are good times for us and for clients, but it's times like what we're experiencing now in the market where we wanna have really good communication with our clients. We wanna to talk to them, make sure they understand what they own, you know, walk them through that process so they can have confidence in their financial plan. Sometimes I talk about it as like talking them off the cliff. Yeah, that's uh, common in, in times like this. Like some teams do during halftime, we've made some substitutions here. So Bill and uh, uh, Dan, we've subbed out. I've got uh, Scott Kirshner. You guys may be familiar with uh, he's here on the show and Victoria Wilson. So, Victoria, welcome, Scott. Welcome back. How are you guys doing? Uh, thank you very much, Chris. It's good to be back. Uh, I missed everybody last week, but um, I was out doing some business and it's good to be back. Victoria, welcome. How are you today? Oh, thank you. This is my first time ever on a radio. So if I babble or act weird, forgive <laughs> me, guys. But uh, 
Happy to be here. Wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Victoria is from our Ann Arbor office. Victoria is a chartered retirement plan counselor and financial advisor. So we're going to be talking about retirement mistakes and sharing some ideas. Uh, I thought it'd be really beneficial. Uh, for those of you that are listening that you missed our economic summit, uh, we just recently had our economic summit where we talked about threats and opportunities. We've got all that information posted up on our YouTube channel. Type in America's Retirement Headquarters. Uh, you can get more information on what we covered at our economic summit. And for those of you that are ready to come to the next event, just go over to our website, America's Retirement Headquarters. Click on the events tab. We've got topics that we're talking about during this segment, which is on baby boomer basics, some of the mistakes that retirees are making and how to avoid them. We've also got topics that we're going to be talking about on healthcare. care. Uh, we've got so many great events that you can come out to. So lots of great things happening, Chris. Absolutely. And so let's go ahead and jump in and start talking about these retirement mistakes. Actor and comedian Kevin Hart, you may be familiar. It's pretty hard to turn on the TV these days and not see him. He's one of the hardest working people in Hollywood. Maybe one reason for that is because he made a huge tax mistake back in 2009. He had a chance to talk to the Thoughts of a Saint podcast, and he said that he immediately took action. I owed the government an absurd amount of money. I just got to figure out how to recover. The business manager I had at the time, I fired. I wanted to understand how to control my money, deal with my money, make sure I see my checks, sign all my checks. And I said, I want to take the absolute minimum amount for myself and everything else I'm just going to put in an account. I'm going to call it a tax account. But it took me a year and a half, two years. And then once I got out, I said, oh, never again. So he could have been in pretty dire straits there. How can you help our listeners avoid costly mistakes that could, you know, derail their retirement? Well, I would say that I could talk, uh, you know, the entire show on this topic because, you know, retirement is a point in your life that it really uh, one mistake can derail your entire retirement. I had a conversation uh, recently we did with Josh Perkins when he was in town from our uh, Texas office, and we were talking about retirement mistakes. And, you know, some of the things that I have seen is, number one, not having the mind shift. And the mind shift is going from an accumulation phase to a deaccumulation phase. You know, there's a different style of investing. Uh, you know, it's what we've trademarked called the independent income system when you transition from the working years to retirement. In fact, if I could share a quick story, I remember meeting a family and uh, this gentleman had retired in the year 2007. And, you know, at that time, the real estate markets were at record high. Mm -hmm. Uh, the markets were doing great. Things appeared very well, and his company offered him a, a really strong buyout. And it was kind of one of those no-brainers to take the buyout. He probably wasn't going to retire for a couple of more years, but it made so much sense by taking the buyout to go ahead and you know transition into retirement time. And what he had is he had taken his lump sum, had his 401k, and all of his money was invested into the stock market. And we now know, looking back, of course, what happened in 2008 was not only was he taking a withdrawal out of his investment accounts, the market had sliced and diced and mm -hmm. had a dramatic negative impact on his portfolio. Well, he was only 62 and, you know, also only a few short years until he was going to get to retirement time, decided to self-insure, if you will, and uh, try to, you know, hopefully not have any health issues, really hadn't had any big health issues, just wait until he got to age Medicare versus, as Scott, you always talk about the unaffordable cost of health care. Sure, sure. But the, the other painful one-two whammy is, uh, unfortunately, this gentleman ended up getting cancer, um, you know, did his best to, to fight cancer and, 
you know, because we're on radio, I have to be careful what I say, but cancer is a four-letter word. Mm -hmm. and, you know, we've all, I think, had some type of impact of what cancer can do to our loved ones. And it's such a deadly disease. But the other challenge about that is that deadly disease racked up a huge bill as they did everything they possibly could to uh, try to save his life. And unfortunately, you know, cancer ended up taking his life and then what was happening in that situation is not only with the downturn in the market his wife ended up with these mm -hmm. substantial bills uh and just really kind of an one unfortunate mistake after another so we want to do this show to help educate you to avoid some of these common mistakes now scott when we talk about healthcare, i'd say healthcare ranks up to me as one of those big priorities for you know, retirement mistakes that can catch you off guard. Wouldn't you agree? No, there's no question, Nolan. And, and, and to add to that story, you know, I, I didn't have the good fortune of meeting this person, but I will tell you this. If people that had cancer, you know, towards the end of their life, there's a lot of things that the loved ones have to do to take care of them. You know, I spoke with a, um, a client just uh, this past week, and uh, the mother's in, in a skilled nursing facility. The insurance ran out because you only get 100 days in the skilled nursing. Uh, she's been booted out. She's, she's falling into that, that crack where uh, she's not unhealthy enough to stay in a facility, but not healthy enough to, to go home. So she's right in that area where she needs home health care. The problem with this particular uh, situation is they have some money, uh, so it's not like they don't have any money. So Medicaid is not an option. They have some money and the loved one is left to take care of them, you know, and when you're facing uh, this person's not, but the client you were talking about end of life care, if that burden is put onto a spouse or loved one, that's also going to deplete their investment accounts, right? I mean, you're spending money. You may have to quit working to take care of that spouse or loved one. So now you're forced into retirement. Your income is drastically cut and you're spending money taking care of the, the loved one. So there's no question that a lot of, of problems that people, that, you know, the, the sticker shock of, of um, being forced into retirement. Um, I was on the phone with a, um, one of the prospects from Texas when I went down there and um, uh, you were doing a Zoom call and they said, uh, well, um, things have changed drastically. I was going to continue working and my company has been bought out. Uh, and so to no fault of theirs, she's forced into retirement now. Well, she's turning 65 December. Her husband is uh, 70 years old. So now they are forced, both of them, to go on Medicare, right? They make over the standard income. So their Medicare premiums for each of them is $370 just for Medicare Part B. So that's before they even sign up for any sort of uh, advantage or supplemental plan. So they, um, if you could have heard their, their, their comments on the Zoom call, they were absolutely shocked at how much it was going to cost them. Didn't have a lot of good words for Medicare itself, but as I talked to them and explained to them how uh, Medicare works and how that was impacting them, uh, they were a little, by the end of the call, they were a little more understanding of it. But, um, you know, if, if you're not properly prepared for that catastrophic claim, whether it be a health uh, cancer, heart attack, um, or, or simple 
dental problems. You know, dental is very, very expensive, and you can rack up uh, an extremely large amount of uh, bills um, if you're not properly covered and properly prepared for that. So something to be prepared for. Yeah, it really seems like that mistake is thinking that your retirement date is going to work out exactly as planned. And, you know, as you pointed out, sometimes unexpected health care crisis can create uh, that change immediately. Uh, also, in the situation of losing your job, I had, can think of numerous people who thought things were going to be fine. I'm going to coast it out the next sure. couple of years, get yep. to retirement time, and three years from now, I'm going to move into retirement. You know, there there are ways, and it's kind of like what I would say, running the fire safety drill. You know, there's been so many times that people have come into our office and we've put together their overall financial plan that says, if your target retirement date, it works out the way that you want it. Here's what that game plan is. And then from there, the conversation typically goes, okay, what could blow it up? Sure. And, uh, you know, unexpected job loss or unexpected healthcare crisis, you know, can create those type of problems. You know, when we look at it, there's so many different retirement mistakes that can catch people off guard. I would say the area of taking like too big of a withdrawal uh, is another issue. You know, there's rules of thumb in our mm -hmm. industry. And some people think, well, you know, my investments over the last several years have earned five or six percent with, you know, income because the market's been good. So when they go into retirement time, they set themselves up for a five or six percent income. Now, Victoria, as somebody, you know, who works in this area and somebody who spends a lot of time, you know, working on uh, income planning, I think income planning is somewhat different. I would say that most people probably have some form of financial plan. That could be whether it's sitting down with a financial professional, developing a financial plan, or maybe a, a calculator or a tool when they log into your 401k. But what are the mistakes that people make when they're looking at their retirement income? I think I have to say I have a, a neighbor who just took a pension lump sum as well, just like you were talking. Uh, and he's young, but uh, man, he's committed to start Social Security at 62. And I'm trying to talk to him to, you know, wait, your mommy's 87, still living, likelihood of you living is longer. And I think today people believe, you know, that I'm just going to live till like 70 or something and be done. So I better get my Social Security early. Right. Uh, but, you know, you never know. And again, he took this um, pension buyout and... Uh, I believe he he still I don't really know how he hasn't invested hasn't talked to me but you know with the market being as crazy as it is uh, he's worried I know he's worried about it because you never know what's gonna happen and um, uh, I don't um, actually I don't know if there is like that many people who do have a financial plan I would say today I came across a lot of people who just do it themselves Mm -hmm. You know, Excel spreadsheet and let's put all my accounts there and see I took here, took here. But then if you don't put the, you know, all the planning in there and thoughts, you don't know how it's going to affect your taxes. You don't know how it's going to uh, affect your health care costs because, you know, the that's all tied out to the premiums you are paying and all the other things. So, I mean, to have a really income strategy and, you know, independent income system that's... Um, you know, somebody helps you prepare. I think it's this can't hurt anyone. 
I would agree. And, you know, here at America's Retirement Headquarters, we love working with people who are do-it-yourself type of investors because, again, through our independent income system, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to focus on that comprehensive approach of how to help you better manage your money, protect your hard-earned assets, and efficiently plan your estate. And it never hurts to get a second set of eyes to take a look at things. There could be other areas, whether it's your Medicare planning or whether it's, you know, updating your overall estate plans to make sure your beneficiary forms are up to date. We're getting that second set of eyes can help you avoid some of these retirement mistakes. In fact, what we've done is we put together the independent income system checklist. And what this checklist does is it'll walk through 24 different areas of your finances to make sure that you cross the T's and you dot the I's because as we pointed out, retirement, it doesn't give you that luxury of time to make up for mistakes. So we're certainly happy to help when it comes to making sure that you avoid those retirement mistakes with your retirement. You spent your entire working career working for your money. Why not make your money work for you as you enter into retirement? Find out more about the independent income system. Create an actual income plan when it comes to your retirement. Go to americasretirementheadquarters.com. Find out more about the independent income system right there and schedule a time to speak with them. You can you can do the right there on the website or give a call 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030. Online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Really quick aside, Scott, I'd be remiss if I didn't wish you a happy annual election period. Tis the season and all that. <laughs> Tis the season, yes, yes. <laughs> There's actually, I, oh, good. I actually celebrated, um, let's see, uh, I celebrated September 15th, my 28th year in the business. And now I get to celebrate that by working my uh, my tail off here for the next two months. But I love every minute of it. I love helping people. Again, it's about helping people get to, through, and beyond retirement. Healthcare is one of those concerns as well. And there's actually a new study out that talks about the shock events in retirement, which, as you mentioned earlier, includes health and dental expenses. Fidelity estimated that a couple aged 65 and older can expect to spend around, get ready for this, $315,000 on medical costs throughout retirement, which is a sizable chunk, no matter how much you save. So how do you guys plan for and adjust for this and other surprise expenses that retirees sometimes forget about? Well, that's that's a great point, Chris. And I will tell you this, I, you do have to qualify that number, okay? I mean, when you hear that number, uh, I mean, that's, that's a, a shocking, that's a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, 315,000, you know, no, you don't have to come up with 315,000 the first year that you retire, okay? You know, that's taking an average of, uh, you know, a lifespan. You know, if you're uh, turning 65 and you live to be 85, that's 20 years, you know? So we can break these numbers down to however they make you feel better. Uh, but the reality and the fact of the matter is very simply this. If you don't have the proper plans put in place, it could cost you your retirement uh, nest egg. And, and that's, that's why I do what I do, to help people understand exactly what costs are involved. Uh, dental insurance, okay? I, I know we were talking at the break, Victoria, and you asked me, you said, uh, so, so dental is not covered by Medicare. That's exactly correct. Dental is not covered by your original standard Medicare. You know, so what you have to do is you either buy a standalone dental plan, which is going to cost on average anywhere between $35 to $45 a month in premium, um, or you buy an Advantage plan. You sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan, which includes some dental expenses there. So, you know, that's one way to take care of those issues, you know. Um, and uh, believe it or not, dentures is covered under the advantage plan uh, the dental expenses yeah, but all of those have like the limits and all deductibles exactly. and stuff so the probably best way is just take care of your teeth 
That is so exactly right. Dentals. The best way is to take care of your teeth. So you, uh, um, I guess you could kind of equate that out to taking care of your health and everything in general. Yes. Once again, taking care of your retirement and, and, you know, setting down with yourself or Nolan or, or the guys here at America's Retirement Headquarters to make sure that you're healthy moving into retirement. Um, you know, so you know, you're looking at some some costs here that could really break the bank and, and you want to make sure that you're doing right, uh, the right thing by signing up for the right plan. Um, 315,000 just blows my mind, but you know, I've got some clients right now that don't have anything other than original Medicare and original Medicare is an 80, 20 plan for part B expenses, you know? So if you're in the hospital and you have a doctor bill, uh, uh, not a hospital bill, but a doctor bill that's, you know, 50 to a hundred thousand, you're paying 20% of that. And there's no cap on that. That's an annual expense that you're going to have to pay. Um, so, you know, those are things that are, are very important to pay attention to. The other thing is long-term care and, and, you know, Nolan and I, we talk about that a lot, right? On the shows, um, long-term care is something else that will really blow up your, uh, retirement. And if you don't have the proper, uh, coverage for long-term care, then you're going to run into those unexpected medical expenses that are really, really going to hit hard. Yeah. Like I was saying during the break, we had a client and even like young people we may not think that you may have a need but you know talk to your parents because we had a client in his 50s and uh his mom didn't have really um long-term care or anything and he ended up taking care of her well supporting her financially mm -hmm. i think he was paying like five thousand dollars a month sure. for about 10 years yeah. he totally depleted his retirement accounts uh just because he was the only one who could afford to take care of her and now, you know, he's, I think he's like 55. He's planning to work till 75 just because his retirement balance is. Absolutely. Low. Absolutely. And, and I know all of you listeners out there that have heard me before, you know, I talk about real life examples. You know, I use my parents and, and you know, my mom now, I, I talk about her expenses and that. But Victoria, you bring up a good point. You know, I, I'm the gopher for mom, right? You know, yep. she needs something, I'm going to run to the store. Well, I'm not going to come home and give mom the receipt and have her yeah. pay for it, right? You know, I'll spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks at the store. Uh, she's got over-the-counter items that she gets, and uh, if she's depleted her allotment for uh, her Advantage plan and she needs something, I just go online, I order it, it's mailed right to her house, and I put it on my card, you know? Uh, so, so often people take care of their, their uh, parents yeah. like that, and, and it can deplete your own investment accounts. And, and if you don't really watch and pay attention to that, I mean, that's a, that's a great point. And I'm really glad you brought that up because if you really don't pay attention to that, that's going to put your retirement, you know, push that down the road a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, as a retirement planning is not just looking at your individual situation and you and your spouse, but you got to consider your family because if you have a parents that, you know, are going to need your help, then you have to plan for it and maybe, you know, help them talk to them, have them talk to someone. Yeah, there's no question. You know, if you move somebody into, you know, move a parent into your house, you know, you've got to make sure that your house is is uh, available and, and accessible for them for their day to day uh, needs and activities. You know, um, one thing that I just want to make sure that everybody understands, like you said, Chris, we're uh, AEP is uh, actually starting today as a matter of fact you know october 15th 
and uh, moving through December 7th. You know, uh, I am here for anybody that is um, looking for advice. If your current advisor or agent isn't reaching out to you and, and setting an appointment to do their annual review with you, reach out to me, let me know. If you are one of the unlucky ones that have made that call to uh, try to talk to Joe Namath or Joe Theismann or Joe Montana and <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Walker, Walker. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing with that is you're not going to actually have an advisor. You're dealing directly with the company. So you place a call for a question that you may have. You're going to talk to somebody on an 800 number that has no idea who you are. They don't know your story. They don't know your health. Um, uh, I can help you out with that as well. You know, so I'm here for you. If you need anything, uh, please reach out. You know, I can be, uh, uh, my website is americasmedicareassociates.com, uh, or you can reach out to me at uh, calling the office uh, or my email. Um, I'm here for you. I think a you know big part of it, Scott, is when you think about healthcare and dental costs and retirement time. There's there's choices and there's options Absolutely. that are available. So it's a matter of becoming educated, and, th and those choices can change by year by year. Mm -hmm. I know as we've worked together over the last couple of years, you know the decisions that we've made, even with our own personal healthcare, they've changed over time. You know, people are are really oftentimes surprised with you know, what some of the out-of-pocket medical expenses are or the, the prescription drugs, you know, knowing that one pharmacy versus another, you know, could change uh, significantly what somebody pays uh, out-of-pocket. When you think about the healthcare cost, oftentimes people think, you know, traditional long-term care insurance is the only solution. And although that is a solution, it tends to be a very expensive solution. Mm -hmm. It's one of those use it or lose it type of insurance that nobody wants to go to a nursing home, nor does anybody ever want to pay for the long-term care cost. The good news is, is there's a lot of other choices that are available. So, you know, for those of you, if you served in the military that have, you know, benefits from service to our country through aid and attendance, uh, to leveraging your existing assets to get you more bang for your buck, to looking at ways to protect your assets without buying traditional long-term care insurance, you know, putting your lazy assets to work, are some of the ways that we can take and look at how to be able to protect you from all of these situations. And then again, knowing what your individual unique family situations are. You talked about calling the 800 number and some of the services that are out there. You know, there obviously can be some great people on the other end of mm -hmm. the phone when they call the 800 number. But, you know, when you have to tell the same story over and over again each time you call is quite a bit different than sitting down with a Scott and America's Medicare Associates where you get, you know, one person that you're talking to can walk you through your family situation. So, you know, if you haven't got contact in a little bit and insurance cost is a concern for you, uh, is it worth uh, having a conversation? You know, I'm obviously biased and I'd say absolutely. You know, if healthcare is gonna be one of the biggest expenses for you at retirement time, let's check that off the list and let's have a conversation. Because when it comes to retirement, it isn't just about market performance. It's not just about taxation. It's not just about health insurance. It's about all these things together, putting together a comprehensive strategy. And that is why when I talk about the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, and you've had a chance to hear from a good number of them today, it is all-encompassing. It is all about getting you to, through, and even beyond retirement. Here's how you get started. 419-794-3030. That is the phone number. 419-794-3030. You can also go online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Click on the events tab, find out about what's going on. Uh, more education uh, beyond the show here, beyond in the class, uh, beyond in the offices with, with America's Retirement Headquarters. Attending these, you can uh, do so as well. Find out about that, americasretirementheadquarters.com. And 
want to thank you for spending part of the day with us. I want to thank uh, I want to thank Bill Hurley. I want to thank Dan Raglan. I want to thank Victoria. I want to want to thank you uh, for joining us this week and the listeners. I want to thank you guys for spending part of the weekend with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters. Please go forward. Have a great week. Have a safe week. And as we wrap up, guys, I want to leave you with the final word. I would say, what do you call a person who is happy on a Monday? And the answer is retired. (laughs) Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll be back same time here on Toledo's largest talk station, 1370 WSPD. And just remember, when you think retirement, think America's Retirement Headquarters. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.